from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. You can give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. I'm Jade Warshaw, and I'm joined by best-selling author Rachel Cruz. I know we've talked about this, Rachel, but I haven't gotten to talk about your book that just came out. Oh, I'm glad for what I have. Thank you. Yes, it launched this week. My new children's book. My first one ever. And yeah, it's doing great. It's so cute. Uh, I love it. It's been so fun. It was a fun process. And hopefully that message of contentment yes. can be all through our households with oh, us with little kids. I'll be reading it to my kids for yes. sure. <laughs> so give us a call today. Uh, we'll take calls about your life and your money. And if you're interested in getting this book, you can pick it up where, Rachel? Uh, com slash store or anywhere books are sold. That's right. Love mm-hmm. that. All right. Let's go straight to the phone lines. We've got Stacy from Manchester, New Hampshire. What's going on, Stacy? Hi. It's nice to talk to you guys. Um, I'm actually looking for what I'm calling a Ramsey rebuttal. Uh, <laughs> my husband and I, my husband and I are about to, we're very close to paying off our house. We have about 15000 left. And my parents are always advising us not to pay off our house because they tell us, you know, if anything happens and if somebody sues us, then they can take our home from us. And it's, it's not, it's not going to deter me from paying off the house, but I'd like something really smart that I can say to, to prove her wrong or something if I can. <laughs> well, you have homeowner's insurance. Yes, we do. Who does she think is going to sue you and take your house? Who is she concerned about? I don't know. She just, my parents are very much, uh, they, they think that people are very sue happy and they are, they're not wrong, but um, what's your very net worth? Sue happy and stuff. What's our net worth? Yeah. Um, I'm I trying to figure out if you have a target question. on your back is, is what I'm asking. No, definitely not. Definitely not. We're, we, I think we make 92,000 after taxes and our net worth is probably about 200,000. We're sort of at the beginning of everything. I'm just confused, Stacey. Do they have something that happened to them or someone they know that someone like, like taking someone's house, I mean, getting sued in general is a thing. Sure. But they would still, yeah. they could still take equity. I mean, that if, with that logic, that means you wouldn't try to pay on anything and have no, you know, no assets at all because afraid someone's going to take the asset. Like, that's no way to live. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I said. I'm like, okay, well, I, I'm not going to stay in debt forever just because of something that might happen, right? Because there's a lot of things that might happen. Um, but I was like, I'm just going to get somebody else's viewpoint on this because, like I said, it's it's not going to deter us. We're going to sure. pay it off because. I don't want to, I don't want to owe anybody money anymore. <laughs> yeah. But. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, and a good umbrella policy mm-hmm. will usually cover things. Like if someone falls on your property and tries to sue you or something, you know, I mean, there's like Jade said, there's insurances and things to be put in place to protect you guys from something mm-hmm. like that. But I'm also concerned about how much uh, they're speaking into this. Like, it's very interesting that they, you guys talk a lot about money with them. Um, I talk a lot about money with anybody who will listen. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Um, that's fair. That's fair. It's kind of my favorite topic. Yes. Um, you know, cause, and I'm just excited about, you know, how we're just moving along with things totally. financially, but yeah, um, my, my dad was a contractor his whole life. And I think that okay. there were a couple of times where, you know, people turned around and maybe tried sure. to sue him, uh, you know, and they, yeah. you know, it was probably like they were lying about things. So, but I'm sure he was licensed and insured. From. He was licensed and he insured, was. and if something came, yeah. that's what that's there for, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think this is all out of fear on mm-hmm. their behalf. Oh, for sure. Like for us. Yeah. You know, it's fine. They're my parents. But I was like, hmm, I feel like I could get a more expert opinion on this because me just being like, no, mom, don't be weird. is probably not a very good response. <laughs> I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, I, I love what Rachel said, because it's true. If you go through life like that, then you're never going to have any assets because you're just worried that someone could take them away from you. And exactly. in this case, typically, Rachel, I think we do umbrella sh- insurance once you get to like a half a million net worth. And then from there yeah. on, you could, I mean, if you don't have a policy, I think you're fine. Once you hit 500,000 in net worth, you can pull one out and you can tell your parents, hey, you know, you can sleep at night now. I'm fully, you know, protected in case someone wants to fall down my stairs. But I yeah. think honestly, at this point, you're just fine. Like, you're 100% fine. There's no target on your back. Um, and at the end of the day, if someone wants to sue you, they can sue you and you would go through that process. And if you were at fault, you were at fault. And if you weren't, you weren't. So it's like, this is yeah. a whole what if conversation that's really hard to just speak about because nothing's actually happened. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and it's exactly. that relational tension too, Stacy, of going against something your parents obviously have voiced so strongly against. And I think anytime as an adult still, you know, even if you have a relationship yeah. with your parents at any level, it is yeah. that weird feeling of like, oh my gosh. And I had to learn, you know, God love my, my parents. They're wonderful. But even certain things, I'm like, I had to learn. I can't control them. I can't, I, it's not my job to change their mind about X, Y, and Z. And so really living in that freedom of like, you know, Stacy, you're, you're deciding this for your life. And and being so comfortable with that, right? Which I know you guys are because you said it, we're still going forward to pay off the house. But uh, yeah. but I do acknowledge just always that that's it's an odd thing to be doing something that your parents, quote unquote, don't agree with or discourage or something, you know. But I'm proud of you I guys agree. for still going forward and wanting just some facts. But yeah, you probably won't change their mind even with a umbrella policy answer. Uh, and I think that's where you kind of have to just let it go. You I know? agree. Thank you for the call, Stacey. That yeah. was an interesting thing to talk about. Well, let's see if we can pop into New York right quick and see what Donna is talking about. Donna from New York, New York, what's going on? Hi. Hi there. So I have a situation. I recently was approved for a HELOC, a home equity line of credit, through the same bank that I have my mortgage through. Uh-huh. And they gave me um, an introductory rate for only six months of 6.99%. Um, percent. But then after the six months, it goes up to 9.7%. No, it's adjustable rate. Yeah, it's a HELOC. Terrible idea. Donna, yeah. why are you getting it? Why are you taking on HELOC? Uh, for several reasons. So um, so I have about 60000 in credit card debt. 40 of that is legal fees. Uh, I have a crazy family situation unfolding. Okay. So about 40000 in legal fees. 20,000 in just regular credit card debt. Um, And I want to do some home improvements. And then also I was thinking about getting maybe one or two income properties. Okay. Donna, how much much do you make a year? 125,000. Okay. Donna, do not take this HELOC out. Don't take this out. Okay. You don't need to be doing home improvements right now. You have $60,000 in credit card debt that you, Donna, with your income can clean up. A HELOC doesn't change that. It actually puts you deeper in a debt hole because of that. And then you're going to be taking out more than what you need for this to do home improvements and all of it. You need to slow down, Donna. Do not take this HELOC out. It's not going to be worth it. And it has it's an adjustable rate. You're going to get terrible rates of return and then you're stuck in it. And you got to pay it off if you okay. ever want to sell the primary property. So HELOCs right. are a terrible idea, Donna. I would, okay. I would suggest the two... Um, 
to start paying off the set. If you hold on the line, Donna, I would love to give you Financial yeah. Peace University. This is our nine yeah. lesson course on money. And it's going to give you okay. the basics of understanding how money works and specifically with debt. And debt is a hard one to tackle because the way the world does debt absolutely is not it's not a good plan and so i want you to watch these videos take this information in and follow that plan not the heloc plan thanks for calling this is the ramsey show All right, you're listening to The Ramsey Show. I am Jade Warshaw. This is Rachel Cruz. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225, and we will take your calls about whatever it is you want to talk about as long as it is related to your life, your money, and in this case, you know, tell us about your relationships. We can talk about parenting a little bit. We can talk about girl math. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very real thing. I know, very it's real a very thing. real thing. But give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. In the meantime, we'll go to Miami. We've got Caitlin in Miami, Florida. That's my neck of the woods. What's going on, Caitlin? Hey, Jade. Hey, Rachel. Oh, my gosh. My friend would be so jealous um, because he has such a big crush on you, Jade. It's ridiculous. What? <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so great. cool. Um, let's cut to the chase. Okay, yes. so I have a car loan. Um, of $4,629 left on that. Okay. Um, I have student loans of $5,420 left. Okay. And then I have a credit card for $39.49, like a monthly uh, subscription for. Okay. Um, okay. I'm, moving, I'm moving in May to North Florida. Okay. Um, and I don't know what to do as far as like how to pay this and also like save to move. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'm new as far as actually following the baby steps and stuff. Um, so yeah. So what's causing you to move to North Florida? Um, my brother and his family there, um, I'm a single mom and my son's dad isn't in his life. And so I have a strong uh, role model, male role model for him, and my brother is that. So, so just to be closer, time. closer to family and whatnot. Okay. Do you already have a yeah. job in North Florida when you get there? Um, I've been working from home for my current job. Okay, got it. Okay, so what's your current income? What's it's at the end of the day, this is just a dollars and cents equation. So, what's your current income? Um, around fifty. Okay. And are you currently on a budget at all or are you just, it seems like you know your numbers pretty well. So I'm just wondering. Oh, I just wanted to be prepared because I didn't waste your time on here. Um, <laughs> so I just started the every dollar. Good. Um, and I just noticed I've been spending stupid, um, like going out to eat and stuff. And yeah. so I'm like trying to actually, so I just, I just don't know if I should um, focus on like, paying extra for my car in student yeah. loans or if I should just save for do you, do you have any money saved, then, Caitlin? Do you have any money that's not tied up in real, in retirement or anything? Just just in savings? No. Okay. No. Okay. Um, and how how much is the move gonna be? Have you have you run any numbers when it comes to that? Um, no, but I'm guessing like after signing a lease and stuff it'd probably be like three to six thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in this case, what I would do is you you could approach this in one of two ways. You said you're moving in six months. Yeah. And one way you could approach it as kind of um, a storm mode where you're just stacking up as much money as possible 
and then you move you get Mm -hmm. there everything's calm everything's good and then you start hitting this the baby steps um because you have no money saved the other side of this though is and here's where i'm the side of the coin that i land is it doesn't sound like this is an urgent move and it doesn't sound like it's something that must happen in six months it sounds like it's something you want to do and if it were me i'd probably get this debt cleaned up first and then I'd feel the freedom to move, save up for that cost and, you know, kind of do that in a much more peaceful, less under the gun feeling. What is what do you think it's about that? Because my um, I, I mean, I would agree um, that would be my first choice. But my lease ends in May. Okay. Um, will so, it be cheap? And, and will your to live and from there. just like a standard of living premise will you be will it be cheaper i'm assuming in north florida much, than miami yeah much cheaper yeah, yeah. much cheaper mm-hmm. there um like i'd probably save a thousand in rent that's great yep so i'm kind of i am i lean on jade's side of this caitlin i not that you have to pause all um not not that you have to pause moving necessarily but in these six months i want you to gain some traction because you're starting to you feel that level of like, oh my gosh, I've been out of control. And now you're seeing the numbers with every dollar in the budget. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I am, I am. I've been sending. So you have some really positive momentum in this direction of getting control of your money. And I want to keep that going. And so if I were you, Caitlin, I would have the goal to try to pay off, well, the $39, just do That's that gone. instead of going to Chick-fil-A tonight with your kids, right? <laughs> just just pay that off right now. Um, get that knocked out. And then I would try to work to pay off the car. Mm-hmm. And, and then have a little bit of a nest egg for that move. And I would do that move as cheaply as possible. I and if, I mean, right. as, as, as like no, because it's just you and your son. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which is great. And so I would, Caitlin, I would make it a, I would be motivated to do it as, as absolute cheap as possible to get up there. And then when you're up there, you're going to be saving money, you know, on rent and all of that. Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to knock out this student loan because honestly, Caitlin, you have $10,000 in, in, in debt. And I know that probably yeah. it feels overwhelming maybe to you, but Jade and I, as we sit here on this side of the table, we take calls all the time of people that are in far worse situations right. with debt. So my belief <laughs> and hope in you, Caitlin, that you can pay this off is so great. Yeah. Like it is so great. And if you can find a way to do some extra side work at night, maybe from home, uh, work extra. Jade always talks about getting your income up and all yeah. that. Like you can, you can actually do a couple of these things turn some knobs and you're going to see real quick progress, Caitlin. I really do believe that. There's also another thing. If you were interested in paying off all this debt before you moved, you could check with your landlord and say, hey, I know my lease expires in May. Is there any way that I can do a couple of more months, just month to month? Because here's what here's my goal. And maybe just talk to them and let and find out. And in these situations, I want to get as much information as possible. So I know what all my mm-hmm. options are. And then you can really make the best decision for you. If, if he says no, yeah. look, in May, that's it. You're out. Then, you know, do what Rachel said. And it's like, try to pay off as much as you can, stack up some money, do this move on the cheap. But you might have more options than you know, you just haven't asked yet. So it's worth it. To, in my, yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah, and, no, that's great. I actually didn't even think of that. So thank you guys. Yeah. yeah especially and, if you've been there for a long time, like if you've been a tenant there for a long time, you're trustworthy, you've always paid your rent on time. 
if it's me, there's no reason why I wouldn't grant the favor because you're a good renter and I'd want to keep that person as long as possible, especially if you came in and then said, hey, if I can have like three or four months, uh, uh, month to month after May, and when I leave, I have the perfect tenant for you. Ooh, that's great. That's a great deal. (laughs) That's what I would do. Yeah, and Caitlin, and okay. remember your number one your number one goal. Besides, well, if I were you, I'd pay the thirty nine dollar credit card and close it today. So I right. just get that out of the way. <laughs> but besides that, making sure you have that thousand dollar emergency fund that's gonna be the very first step. And Caitlin, for you and your confidence, even doing that, yeah, getting a thousand dollars saved on the side, going from a hundred to a thousand where you are, I think that's gonna give you a, that peace of mind and some that level of control of like, okay, I know I know my plan, and it's working, and it's working. Mm-hmm. So. I'm excited for you, Caitlin. I think you're going to do awesome. Awesome. And just a shout out to all the single parents out there. Yes. It's, I mean, when you're, when you're it in every aspect of life and then you're, and you're taking care of a, of a kid in the middle of it too. I'm like, it's, it's a lot. Your mind is all over the place. So there's a little bit of that. Of course, of course you would be where you are. Right. So there's no shame or embarrassment in that. Um, But it makes a lot of sense wanting to be by family. Yes, for sure. For sure. I get that. Yep. Whew, I love it. Especially, you know, family. It's the Christmas season. This is my segue. It wasn't a great one, but here we are. Uh, getting meaning- meaningful gifts for Christmas during our $12 sale. This is what's in front of me right now, guys. Here at Ramsey Solutions, every year we do this amazing $12 Christmas sale and you can shop for best-selling books like The Total Money Makeover, uh, Baby Steps Millionaires, even books like Own Your Past, Change Your Future, and they're just $12. I think that's great. Uh, Questions for Humans conversation cards are are as low as $10 right now. Plus, the popular Questions for Humans Christmas edition book is back. These sold out these sold out quick last year. Wow, I can't read. Uh, there's a meaningful gift for everyone on your list. So check out that sale today. You go to RamseySolutions.com slash store and you'll be able to find the gifts you're looking for for just $12. That's RamseySolutions.com slash store. That's exciting. That's what I'll be doing some of my Christmas shopping. You can count on that. It's good. Awesome. This is The Ramsey Show. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. What's going on, guys? You're listening to The Ramsey Show. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225, and we will chop it up with you. I'm Jade Warshaw. This is Rachel Cruz. Let's check out our Neighborly Question of the Day. It says, today's question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. When was the last time you thought about your dryer vent? <laughs> Clogged dryer vents are the cause of thousands of dollars of house fires every year. So let the experts at Dryer Vent Wizard 
clean yours. Visit neighborly.com slash Ramsey to schedule your service today. Well, I know how to schedule. I'll schedule them. I'm ready. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. So today's question comes from Jim in New Jersey. What is the max amount of time that you should hold off investing for retirement while working Baby Steps 2 through 3? We've been working hard on Baby Step 2, mostly student loans, since May of 2020. Our finally pay our final payoff uh, we will be put off a bit as we are welcoming our third child in early 2024. I am starting to worry that we are delaying investing for retirement for too long. Any input would be helpful. Hmm. Um, yeah, and I think this is a great question because it's true. Like if you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not contributing to retirement and if you know about compound interest and all of it it may feed this urgency may come over you where you think oh my gosh am i losing out on time yeah and the truth is yeah i mean i guess you are if you're not investing but your money's going to something better you are getting out of debt you're you are eliminating any risk in your life you're gonna be saving up an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses after you do that and then after that you have your entire income at that point besides your mortgage to be able to throw at investing. And so mm-hmm. funding 15% of your income into retirement, especially if you're still having babies, because I'm assuming age-wise, yeah. 20s, 30s, into yeah. your 40s, right? So you still have some decades there to be saving. And so what the problem is, is that people try to do too many things at once with their money and, they, yeah. and it, they're spread thin. They're trying to throw some in a kid's college fund and some in retirement here, trying to keep up with the you know, all the statements of all the debt and just trying to, you know, payment on payments there, maybe throw some on a savings account. And it's just, you don't get a lot of progress when you do that. And so the intensity of paying off that debt not only gives you freedom financially, but it gives you like this emotional, spiritual freedom too, where you can actually breathe and not have this risk and this weight that you're carrying around. And then you have your whole income to go and invest. And what we find, Jade, is people end up doing Better. They do better. Yes, they do better when when this is the plan. So I understand the, oh my gosh, are we getting behind? You're not. You're fine. That nope. feeling is true. But mathematically, how it ends up is that you're fine. You'll be fine. When Sam and I started paying off debt, just the payoff, just the baby step two process was seven and a half years. Yeah. No, no investing. Then we needed to save our three to six months. Then we wanted to buy a home and we needed to save up that money. So when I tell you during the time, during the course of that time, whatever it is, he doesn't say um, how many years it's exactly going to be. But what's going to happen is your income is going to go up. That's number one. And so when you finally get the chance to start investing by large percentages, you're going to be investing more than you ever would have during those other years. Now, don't get me wrong. I missed out on some time. Like that's just that is part of it. Um, When you have debt to pay off, there is a little bit of a consequence that happens there. And I do think that we have to accept that as people mm-hmm. who have gone into debt and as people who are having to come back and pay the piper for that. And I've accepted that. I'm like, you know what? I missed out on some years. But during that time, I we worked our butt off to make sure our income got up so that when we did start investing, we would be able to make up for some of that time that was lost. And the good news is most people are out of debt in two years or less. Yes, that's so right, they're that's never right. going to have to face that. But just know on the other side of things, we're doing just fine is all I'm saying. So <laughs> you'll be doing just fine as well. So don't let that hold you back. It's good. Very, very cool. All right. Let's see if we can take some calls here. Let's go to Jacob. He's in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. What's going on in your world, Jacob? Good afternoon. Thank you for uh, taking my call. You bet. Um, my, my question was, uh, I'm kind of new to the show. I've been listening to it. And um, I have uh, some stocks from an employee purchase plan. Uh, from a college shop that I have, uh, I have a car loan of about 14000 and I'm 
getting when to get your input on cashing out on the stocks and paying off the car right away or letting the money kind of grow in the stock portfolio and just paying the payments I've been paying. Yeah, so uh, how much money do you have in these stocks? Uh, it's the police stock purchase is about 50000 and then I have like uh, index funds, which is like another uh, sixteen. So it's ways but 70, 70 on average. Yeah, good for That's you, great. Jacob. That's great. And you have no just liquid cash? Uh, I have about 20 in like an annual like 4% saving. Oh, okay. Well, honestly, I mean, at that point, I would probably just take the 20 and pay off the $14,000 car loan. I would go, the, the stocks, single stocks are always, it's always a risky, you know, move there. So I almost would just move those anyways to probably go back to that index fund that you have. Is it just a Vanguard account or what is it? Um, they're, they're S&P index funds. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I would, I would probably get out, I, w- I would get out of the single stock game put them in the index funds, but I would use that 20 grand you had to go ahead and pay off your car. How much do you make a year? Uh, it's about, um, with my wife and I, it's about 3,500 a, a month. A month. Okay. So y'all are right at, okay, about 40. Okay. What, what's the purpose of those index funds? What What were you stocking that money away for? for? Um, It was just kind of, um, it was like, uh, I got advice, you know, you put, 10,000 away and you know over 20 years it should be you know 400,000 um if, if it's the annual growth is 20 percent but it's not retirement it's just a uh, brokerage no, I, I, correct uh, but i do also have um a Roth 401k uh from this previous employer that's like another 40,000 and are you consistently contributing to that no i work um I work in a different uh, area now, so I haven't been uh, contributing to that. And that's okay. kind of where I put the uh, index. I was putting money into the index fund whenever I got like a yearly bonus or some like extra money on I'd, the side. I'd like to give you some, I'd like to give you a, a bit of a clearer picture of how you're using your money. Is that is that okay? Because I'm listening to you talk and it kind of sounds like there's some over here, there's some over here, I have this, but it's not working together as efficiently as it could. Yeah, Can we agree? Totally uh, yeah, absolutely. So if I were you, and this is the framework that we use for everybody that calls in and it works for everybody. If I were you, um, I would do what Rachel said, which is I'd take that 20,000 that you have that's liquid, I'd pay off your car, right? Do you have any other debt laying around or it's only the car? Uh, Consumer, it's the car and then uh, a house, which is like I have about 139 uh, remaining. Okay, awesome. So once the car is clear, you're consumer debt free, and then you've also got 6000 left. I would take that 6000 and pull out whatever other money out of some of these stocks, and I would make sure I have six months of expenses set aside. Then That's after that... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, in my mind, like uh, when I was thinking about the, the 4% annual, um, that 20000 that's where I, I was kind of like listening to uh, the steps. I kind of consider that would be like my three, six months. Well, it would be. But the first thing you've got to do is pay off your debt. That's thing one. Once the debt's out of the way, you can stock back up money in a similar. I mean, you can use a high yield savings account. You're still going to get 5%. So that's great. But the idea is right now, I feel like you've got this money in stocks and S&P 500 accounts where it can be used in a better way. So that what I'm uh-huh. suggesting is paying off that debt, saving up three to six months in a high yield savings account. And then what I would do, do you have kids? Uh, 
just just got out of two under two, but yes, uh, two young ones. <laughs> okay, so then after you guys have already got a house, so you've already done that whole thing. But the next thing is, I'd start putting some of that money away in some five twenty nines for them, so you and your wife can decide a certain amount, chunk some over for uh, baby number one, chunk some over for baby number two, and then whatever you have next, I would throw that at your mortgage, and uh, that might leave about, you. Go ahead. I've about four thousand uh, in for for both of them set aside right now. Okay, and are you? That's great. Are you actively adding to it, or you're fine with that? Um, I've been kind of just uh, uh, been uh, putting cash aside uh, in the past like couple months. The point Um, I'm trying to make is, I want you to be making really clear, really um, intentional decisions about how you spend this money. I don't want you just saying, I'm going to make a big chunk of it over here because it's not working best for you. It sounds like the things that are important to you are your kid's education. It is having money saved and it is paying off debt. We're just going to give you the most efficient way to do all of those things. And in the end, you you should be investing 15% of your income every single month out of your paycheck once this debt is paid off. So that's what we're trying to get you to. This is The Ramsey Show. You are listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw, your host. I'm joined by a best-selling author and host of The Rachel Cruz Show, Rachel Cruz. And we are taking your calls all afternoon long. Your life and your money. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. Let's go directly to the phone lines. We've got Matt in Albuquerque, New York, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Not New York. What's going on? <laughs> Hi. Uh, yeah. I just kind of wanted to run by uh, my car purchase with you and see if I made an irresponsible purchase. I don't think so. Oh, this is fun, <laughs> Matt. This is fun. Pop quiz time. We'll tell you, true or false. Yeah. If you financed it, I'm probably going to say true, but let's let's talk about it. <laughs> What's going on? So I needed a car because I had a car that I ran into the ground. I put like 275,000 miles on it and it needed a $5,000 repair. But the car was only worth maybe a thousand bucks at this point. Yeah. And so I got rid of it and I decided to get something new, reliable that, um, I work a lot and I just, the unforeseen not having a car just doesn't work for me. There's a so, lot of caveats um, here already, but keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. And, um, so I decided to get what I wanted and it wasn't too expensive, but from where I come from, like I, for a long time in my life, I was a drug addict with nothing, mm. right? And yeah. I was never used to having any money. And now, um, you know, I waited tables to put myself back through school and ended up in a career. Thank you. Thank you. I'm seven and a half years clean. Oh, <laughs> and so, that's great. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And so I decided to, you know, treat myself and get the car that I wanted. And yeah. So what'd you uh, spend? Still kind of. I spent, um, after down payment, the amount financed is 26000 Okay. How much do you make a year? Um, after taxes, I take home about ninety six grand. Okay. Good for you. What, what are you doing what? now? Way to go. Work-wise. Thank you. I'm a pipe fitter. Okay. Good for you. Well, Matt, you're impressive in general. I think the idea of beating addiction or being in a certain lifestyle and then completely by your own admission just completely changing your life around is the is the biggest thing ever right car payment or not like Um, people like you that do that it's it's remarkable absolutely remarkable and i find that you know with a story like that or even we talked to people we talked to a lady yesterday who she battled cancer and she got over it but she Mm -hmm. went and 
purchased, you know, a new car she wanted yeah. for the same. Like there's a there's so many emotions tied to money, and there's a, this level of celebration or this level of like I finally like. Like, I, I don't want to drive the crappy car anymore. Like, I want a break. Give me yeah, a break, life. Yeah. Give me a break. Like, it's been yeah. tough, right? Yeah. So so that emotion yeah. is is very real. It doesn't um, eliminate the mathematical side of it, right? Regardless of why we purchased it, there is still debt sure. in the picture. So, um, so, yeah, I would... It's not an insane number compared to your income. Like if you were making $30,000, I'd have to tell you, you have to sell sure. this, mm-hmm. but you could probably pay it yeah. off pretty quickly. Do you have any other debt at all besides just the car? Um, on my house, okay. I, I purchased the house and um, I have about 80,000 left on the house. Okay. I'm chunking good. it away as fast as I can. Yeah, good for you. So do you have any savings right now? Um, liquid cash, about... 12,000. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. Go go ahead. I have a, I have a 401k, um, where my company puts in 5% of my income and then I put in, um, 15% on top of that. Okay. And the, the eight grand a month is after I put in the 15% as well. Like that's just my take home. Okay. Awesome. Um, Good for and you. I'm union, so I don't have to pay for health care. I don't have to pay for any of that. Like okay. that take home is my money that okay. I just get to do with as I please. Awesome. That's great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, what I would do, Matt, is I honestly, in your position, I would pause that 15% going into retirement for now, get some of that okay. cash back in your paycheck. I would take 11000 You're not going to like this, but I'm, I would take 11000 of that savings Bring it down to a thousand dollars. I would throw eleven thousand at this car, and at that point, okay. you're going to have fifteen thousand dollars left in car debt. And I would do whatever I could between now and April. Give yourself a timeline, yeah. kind of map it out, yeah. and say if I work extra, if I work nights, if I drive Uber, if I like go crazy for about four to five months, mm-hmm. knock the rest of this out, and then yeah. save up more. Uh, on top of that thousand dollars to a three to six months um, of expenses in an emergency fund. And you could do that by fall of next year and then press play again back to your retirement then and be funding your 401k. So you're really just going to pause it. I'm making up timelines. You would have to run your own numbers, but Mm -hmm. you know, for a year, maybe pausing retirement to get this debt paid off to get an emergency fund back into place. And, and then you're well on your way, Matt. And then your mortgage is 80 grand. And if you start, yeah, putting more towards that even, yeah. you're gonna pay that off really quick. And Matt, you're gonna it's gonna be a, a whole new world for you. But I would I would I would do what I could to pay that that car debt off um, as soon as possible. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, I think I could get it paid off comfortably in the next I mean if I take that money out and I put it towards a car probably six months. Yeah. I could get I it think paid so off too. easily. Yep, for sure. Wow. I know. And then I would say too don't do it comfortably. Maybe it's really uncomfortable and you do it in four months, right? Like you, you do some stuff that you really do sacrifice <laughs> yeah. and just do it. Are you, are you single yeah. married? Yeah. Um, I have a girlfriend, okay. but no, uh, like yeah. financial so, price to anyone else. Yeah, that's great. So I think now I'm like, this is the time. It's mm-hmm. the time just to do it because the other power, Matt, and, and go to RamseySolutions.com and look up our investing calculator. I think this is always fun, especially with a car payment because it's a depreciating asset. Uh, throw your car payment in an investment calculator and just say from now yeah. till I'm 65, like how much could that be at retirement? I mean, 
because Matt, you're you're well on your way to becoming what, what we always say is Baby Steps Millionaire. Yeah. Um, so it's powerful. And and who you are, Matt, and your the story you told us at the beginning, I'm like, oh yeah, this is like this is a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. If you can get over, if you can yeah. tackle an addiction like this car thing, oh yeah, this is nothing. I mean, this is this is four months of lifestyle sacrifice and some extra you know, work That's right. on top of your job, like you can do this. Yeah. But I think that I'm, I'm pretty used to being uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you like, would have to be. I'm looking at these numbers and how you turn, turned your life around. And that's just unbelievable. To how me. old are you? Um, I'm 29. 29. Okay. Way to go Good for you. That's Way awesome. Well, thanks for calling Matt. Uh, I hope that gives you some direction. But again, uh, that's a real thing, Jade. Of That's where we always say money's never just about money. There's, no. there's so much more underneath that is kind of churning that causes us yeah. to do the things we do with money. I wrote a book called Know Yourself, Know Your Money all about this because I'm like, whether it's your childhood, how you were brought up, um, the life you're living today, your fears, your mm-hmm. dreams, your natural God-given personality and tendency, uh, environment. I mean, all of this shapes why we do the things we do with money. And so for him, I'm like, yeah, the the idea that you know you you climb this mass, massive mountain mm-hmm. personally um, and what he was dealing with, you know, there, there is that feeling of like, golly, I, I deserve a good yeah. car. Like this yeah. is what I've done. And there, I that, owe it to myself. Yeah. yeah. And, and I get that, right. You I don't, do too. you don't want to drive the crappy car, but also that doesn't eliminate the financial ramifications That's right. that come with it. So being debt free gives, um, freedom in another part of your life that's right in that money side and luckily he didn't go too far off the rails like i was expecting him to be like i spent fifty thousand dollars yeah, yeah, yeah you know an escalate so <laughs> he he kept it somewhat reasonable luckily he'll be able to pay it off in the next year um if it was more than that though we might have given him different yes <laughs> different yeah, advice yeah, but yep yeah, i know selling the car and and for all you listening it um, and this isn't to pick on Matt by any means, but just in general, the car debt for me, Jade, is the one that hurts the most when people of call course. in because I'm like, okay, credit cards, you know, some people are doing it to keep up with their bill. Like you mm-hmm. get, you, you, you can to a point be like, okay, there, the student loan thing, we all know why, you know, That's people right. fall into that trap all the time. Uh, there's certain parts that you can kind of see, mm-hmm. but it's the, the car debt one. It always gets me because of the amount people pay in payments. Yes. We actually did a video together we or did. saw a video together people. And it was like $1,200 a month in one car that's yeah. going to car payments. And you're just thinking, no, and I'm not even an overly math nerd, but I'm like, you invest that instead. Let that work for I you. Know. Then the yeah. car dealership or the bank, like it's, it's crazy. So <laughs> it's great. The car payment, it, what it's what keeps the middle class middle. And it's what keeps you broke. So make sure to get those cars paid off. It's not worth it to pay payment the rest of your life when you could use that payment to become a millionaire, which is what Rachel Cruz so eloquently said. That does it for this hour of The Ramsey Show. Check us out next hour.